0: My message for you today is you can create change from where you are today. You don't have to wait to be somewhere else. You don't have to wait for tomorrow. Change can start today. And my other message on top of that is you are worth it. You are worth, you know, your health, you are worth your happiness. And so if you've ever doubted yourself, just know that If I can rise and James can rise, and there's a whole tribe of people that can do it, if we can do it, you can do it too.
1: Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue.
2: Hey, come on again. It's time for us to get fired up. And hope, that it's some inspiration, some encouragement, some hope. And let us know that when tragedy comes, something happens. You know how life is. Something's gonna happen. And we know that life is still worth living. We can do whatever, whatever. It may not be perfect, but it can still be a great life. Hey, today our guest. It goes on to say you shouldn't shouldn't have to choose between success and happiness. Juggling, exhausting work days, managing kids at home, and giving your relationship more attention than you deserve for yourself is a misery. A recipe for misery. Let me go throw that in. Recipe for misery. Instead of enjoying the fruits of your labor, you're tired, unhealthy, and joyless. Boy, I don't want to be tired, unhealthy, and joyless. So What we're going to do is we're going to listen to our guest. It says she knows the feeling all too well, having overworked herself into autoimmune disease and anxiety disorder and her self-worth plummet. That's sad right now when your self-worth goes down. Keep it up there. You know you're worth it all every bit of. Don't let someone tell you any, any difference. Okay. She was missing out on her motherhood by prioritizing her career First, the universe was delivered a clear message that things were all freaked up and things needed to change. Welcome to the show and author of the book, uh, this book right here, Harness Your Inner CEO, you know, rising to uh, passion, prioritizing and empowerment, Becca Powers. Thank you for coming on the show. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much for having me, James.
2: <laughs> oh, this is going to be awesome here. Um, that's a nice-looking book cover there. I like it. Thanks. That. So, I like the, I mean, I don't know about the Red Pumps and everything, but the uh, Converse, but well, we can mm-hmm. deal with them. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Best of both worlds. I had to throw in the Converse. That's and the right. <laughs> I, 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 I,
2: I, yeah, figured the best of both worlds. Here we go. You got your business side and your uh, fun side. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Becca, well, thank you for being here and everything. And we know that everybody's time is valuable. And so I appreciate you sharing your time with us and the listeners and uh, give us some uh, hope to let us know that when we do some change, change will be good to us. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Becca, we're just sitting here. I'm just giving you a platform to take over and we'll throw a few questions every now and again, but, uh, you put us where you think we should be starting off in your uh, journey.
0: Well, y- you know, when you were doing the introduction, um, I was like, re- you know, I was listening to it, but it's like re-listening to my story. And I think there's just some really, um, uh, yeah. some things that we can chew on just on the introduction. So, you know, choosing between happiness and success, I think is something that, we had just grown up with Um, and I can say I come from the Midwest. I told you a little bit about that before we started, Mm -hmm. but I have a lot of um, family that has been, um, you know, factory workers and Midwest working in the automotive industry and things like that, farmers, and just people who have worked really, really hard. So um, all of that is awesome, but I feel like I got instilled with the, you have to sacrifice yourself for work mentality. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up in corporate America. I'm in sales. And so I never realized that I could have success and happiness (laughs) both. I mm-hmm. in wanting to be a provider for my family and I'm very goal oriented. I grew up playing sports and stuff like that. So I kind of still have like that athlete or like high performance mindset. I just like goals and things like that. I really went
2: after Love the competition.
0: Yes, I really went after things. And um, in doing so, especially as a working mother, I got my priorities all messed up. And I did it with good intention, right? I did it with, I thought I was providing for my family and I was, but I thought Mm -hmm. that working extra hours is what I had to do to prove to the organization I was working for that I was committed. I thought that's what I needed to do for my family to, you know, be committed and long and short, I had the formula all wrong and I ended up working. I ended up going into burnout and working so hard that and it it wasn't even the best period of my life as far as performance goes, to be honest. But I was really committed to making a job that wasn't a fit work. I was really committed to this, um, you know, sacrifice to provide mindset that I'd kind of been instilled with that. It never crossed my mind that I could have success and happiness at the same time. I just thought i had to sacrifice and so um you know fast forward three years into this experience of of staying committed to a role that wasn't a fit i um i ended up really sick i ended up on the bath <laughs> but i say my self-worth was in the toilet it pretty much was i ended up um unable to power through another day and i ended up on the bathroom floor
2: just now, in that you mentioned here uh, let me go back for you to sure. just going, but uh, you mentioned here, you know, sacrifice. Well, what were you sacrificing for all this success and you led into it before I had a chance to answer the question, uh, asked the question. So mm-hmm. you were, you were sacrificing your health. Yes. Again, which you mentioned in your uh, bio, the uh, uh, joyfulness and yes. family. Yeah. You're sacrificing so much of the other stuff to be successful. Again, playing the old rabbit hole down the rabbit uh, hole there that to provide for the family. But what were you giving up for that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I realized, you know, it's a newer phrase that I've been using, but there's a cost to all the compromise, right? I I compromised my health. I compromised my Mm -hmm. relationships with my family. I mean, at the peak of my, what I'm saying, this like sacrifice for success thing that I I was doing, Um, my marriage was on the fritz. I had my husband and I were raising a blended family. So I was previously divorced and so was he. Our kids were in middle school. We were raising four kids. And this is like the prime when they need a mom at home. From and, middle school,
2: yes, ma'am. I don't <laughs> know about it. I don't know about it at home because, like uh, you know, a, yeah. a, a lot of families, both of them work, working. I don't know about it at home. But in middle school, they needed a lot of attention. Yeah, like that presence, guidance. right? Yes, a lot and, of guidance.
0: And I was gone 12 hours a day. So I was home, but I wasn't home. Mm-hmm. And I remember...
2: Well, what you mean you were home is you were home there, but you were mentally elsewhere. What do I need to do to continue to be successful? What I got to do tomorrow, next week? And really weren't giving them what they needed.
0: Exactly. And thank you for clarifying that. That's right. And I think, you know, just to pause there. It's so common. And that's why I like to talk about it, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, that could be me. And, you know, I hope that even just that is resonating with someone because it's a good invitation to pause and consider. What well, are you and doing? It's, it's,
2: and it's also not. It's very common. I agree with you. Thousand and ten percent. Okay, that uh, it's very common that people want to provide for the family, they overdo everything because they're providing, forget about everything else. It's got to get for the family, and it's not that they're working in a a Fortune 500. I mean, it's at any typical job that yes, too much into the work and not enough back into their family life and home life and health life.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. And it didn't even really dawn on me that all of that was happening until one day I came home from work and it was really close to my bathroom floor moment. And I remember coming home from from work and my kids ran up to me, just so excited to share their day with me. Right. And I just wasn't Mm -hmm. emotionally present. I wasn't even emotionally present for myself. How can I be there for them? But I remember how I responded. And to this day I can remember their response. And I said, can you give me an F minute to put my purse down?
2: Freaking minute. Give me a freaking minute. Okay.
0: I'm like that, but, but that was my response. And I just remember seeing them, like their bodies in shock because I was so brash.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I saw their eyes welt up with tears. And I, I remember thinking, I'm like, who am I becoming? Like, I love being a mom. It's one of my most cherished roles. And here I am, Mm -hmm. not even being able to be present when they come up to me excited. I'm asking them to, like, back off.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I would imagine, and, of course, I don't know the whole situation. I'm just throwing it out. This is not the first time you brushed them off.
0: Well, no. I mean, so
2: even, even when you did it that time and you saw the response, it may have been them finally going... Going, you know, to themselves because they, they don't want to back talk mom or anything and be disrespectful to mom. But to them, it could have been, I've heard this before and, and I'm, you know, I'm just going to go on and move on. And it, it's she's not going to come back to me. Uh, and yeah, it could be just they finally going, I'm, I'm tired of this.
0: Yes. Yeah, and I know they did. I, I mean, I've we've gone to therapy now because they're 18 and 20, and I, I know that for a fact that that's mm-hmm. kind of how, how they felt. And um, I joke I about be, it.
2: I must be psycho. I mean, psychic.
0: Yes, so. <laughs> you are. <laughs> so. Uh, so, but, you know, um <sighs> As I think about, you know, listeners and and just talking about the success and the happiness and, and a coexistence of the both, I soon realized that, well, A, if my job wasn't going to give me the environment where I was able to prioritize myself, prioritize my kids and prioritize my health, then I was probably in the wrong job. And that took a long time to come to terms with. Mm-hmm. And when I finally did, I. Um, I when I finally realized that this wasn't going to be the job that I could continue with, I started putting feelers out and guess what? I found a job that I could have all of those things with. Like my perception shifted and when perception shifts, I say miracles happen. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I ended up in in back in um, technology sales and in roles that supported me prioritizing my health and prioritizing my family. And as a side effect, I ended up making more money. I ended up up making more money. I ended up crushing my sales goals. So the company got more of me. So was this, when I was able to prioritize myself, prosperity happened as the result. And when I had the formula the other way, when I was chasing prosperity and not prioritizing myself in the equation, it really took everything from me. And then I also wasn't my best self at work. So I, I go back and I think about me as a sales leader in that role, and I'm like, well, I don't really think I showed up as my best self either.
1: <laughs> so-
0: there
2: yeah. Now here's, here's what some people, um, I don't know I don't say forget, but the neglect, maybe. Is when they're you know chasing the uh, work job and stuff you know to provide for the family again going down the rabbit hole you know mm-hmm. it's back and forth but they seem to forget or neglect anyway their health and don't really understand until their health goes down that I can't provide if I'm not healthy but if I don't go out and do then I'm losing my health and so they got to remember they got to remember that. I have to be, in, I, if, if somebody wants to say I'm selfish, then I'm selfish. I got to take care of myself if I'm going to take care of everybody else.
0: Yes. And that's and, what I learned the hard way. I always mm-hmm. say I got Well, well You mentioned
2: your autoimmune disease and uh, mm-hmm. that, that you ended uh, up getting and, uh, yeah, the low self-esteem and crushing, you know, your, your uh, yeah, so yourself and everything like that, that. Yeah. If you're not healthy to take care of yourself, you're not going to help anybody else.
0: Yeah, I mean, five years later, I'm still doing the cleanup, you know, like autoimmune disease isn't something that just goes away. I mean, I am in remission most of the time, but my body now has a high stress response. So even when I get elevated, I my immunity, I can feel it right away. My stomach goes off. I get really sick. I feel my my body still aches to this day the same way Mm -hmm. it did five years ago when my stress indicators are too high. So it wasn't worth it.
2: (laughs) Oh, usually when the (laughs) the health finally catches up with you, the unhealthiness finally catches up, then you realize, you go back and think, uh, maybe I should have done things a little different. Yes. Mm -hmm. But but it's sad that for some people, not everybody, but some people would- it takes a big mishap it to does. realize what you're missing. You know, the things, thing, you know, I'm, I don't know how much you know, but I'm in a wheelchair from playing football. I got my neck broke. And, you know, that when people say we take things for granted and when we lose stuff, we realize how much we really missed, even though we were neglecting it, uh, whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's, a, that's exactly right. I mean, I, I, um, in in reflection, I and thinking about my health, I lost a, a lot. <laughs> I lost a lot. I spent a lot of time, you know, um, different perspective. But I I spent about a year and a half. I was working and, but I had to like almost cancel my life just to heal. Mm-hmm. Like I worked and prioritized my health. I had no other option. Like my hair. Or- Was falling out in clumps like my I was so sick. And, you know, autoimmune disease is your body fighting itself because it thinks it's under attack. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had to get my body in a state where it felt safe within itself. And I just think that is really profound in itself that our bodies um, that we can carry so much stress that our bodies think we're under attack.
2: Oh, it definitely, definitely, yes. I
0: just think that's really I tell you, it.
2: that stress is a silent killer.
0: It you know, is.
2: I, I I used to teach middle school. and so when you mentioned that, I knew exactly that you got to give these kids attention because if you don't, they're going to find it somewhere else and you may not like what they find out there. And yes. so when you mentioned that, but uh, I used to aggravate, uh, well, I'm a goofy guy anyway, but I would tell uh <laughs> we, we would teach some I taught science, so we would talk about stress, and how it's, you know, herpes, and then I would tell kids, I go like this, I say, now ladies, y'all are projected to live seven or eight years longer than your husband when you get married. I said, unless you get married an older husband, said, but say, you know, same age, uh, you're projected, because women release crying, they release distress, release emotions, and everything, and so, they're better off by doing it," said. But as men, what do we do? We we hold our stress in. Yes. We get a heart attack. We get a stroke because of we we're grown up not to cry. We're grown up to be the big tough person, and we lose on average seven or eight years because of that. And then I then I tell my kids said that's why once a week I take a hammer and hit my thumb to make myself cry so I can release <laughs> some emotions. And then they just go I don't get it.
0: but it's true we store so much and that's kind of where the autoimmune comes from because at that time too so this is back in 2013 i took the job kind of realized it wasn't a a great fit but i was really committed beliefs are another thing that can really lead us into um great waters and then troubled waters too depending on what our beliefs are and i had a awesome belief but I also prioritize the belief above myself, and that's like when when I'm a sales leader, I believe and um, people before profits, which I still do. But what I didn't realize is that if I prioritized my job, a belief, anything over myself, then I was kind of doomed <laughs> to not mm-hmm. fully succeed and be happy and healthy because I wasn't. I didn't give my room. I didn't give myself room on the priority ladder, as I like to say.
2: Yeah. Once you're finally having this awakening, this epiphany going on with you, you know, and of course it took more than three days, I would assume, to straighten everything. Like you said, you're still working on things uh, now, uh, years later, but um, what what, one or two pieces of advice could you get someone to get them on the starting board, you know, to get going
0: so uh, the one thing that I would like to say is, and I'm going to just go back into story for two seconds and then come mm-hmm. back up and answer that. Because I am gonna I want to bring the listeners to the bathroom floor. So when mm-hmm. you are at a point, if you are metaphorically in your mind near a bathroom floor moment or if you have physically had one, um, when you get to the bathroom floor and you drop to your knees in desperation, disempowerment, you're at a pretty low point. And I just like to say that because as I'm sitting on the bathroom floor, I just start praying. I'm like, dear God, I haven't prayed to you in a while, but I need
2: some help because yeah, clearly. Remember me, God. Remember me. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, hi. Yeah. Um, it's I kinda, me
2: again. It's I need me some again. help.
0: <laughs> that's so- right. That's right. <laughs> and
2: it's amazing that when you ask for that help. And that's- Miracles come.
0: Yes, James, because that's where I want to start, because immediately I I finally surrendered. I wasn't counting on myself to find the answers. I needed help, and I finally admitted that I needed help. And the first thought that comes back to my head is kind of where the name of the book came from. But I had a a memory surface that was from a former VP of sales of mine. When I resigned, I was a regional sales manager for Dell in 2013. And when I resigned, he told me he was proud of me and that I was the CEO of my life. Oh, yes. And so that back then had really resonated with me. But fast forward to 2016, when I'm on the bathroom floor and I finally was like, dear God, I need help. I was able, like that memory came back to my forefront. And I always say that's my instant miracle because then... I was like, well, if I'm the CEO of my life, then that gives me the power of choice. I can stand up off this bathroom floor. I don't have to be disempowered. And and so that would be like my first call out to to listeners is that you are the CEO of your life. You get to choose. You you have so much more power than you think you do. You you get to choose your next step. And I said, I'm going to choose myself. And that in, in itself was the first step. And then I would say you asked for two. The second step was I had to make like a deal with myself. And it kind of goes to this prioritizing that I've been talking about a lot. Is in it, and it comes in the form of a boundary. If saying yes to taking on an extra project, picking up extra kids at soccer practice, whatever that was, if say, saying yes to someone or something else meant that I was saying no to my health or my happiness, then I had to say no. Mm -hmm. And each time I said no was difficult because I did have feelings wrapped up into approval and validation and being liked and feeling like I mattered and all of those things. Um, But I can tell you that each time I said yes to me and no to someone else, I could feel myself healing. I could feel myself Um, my personal power rising back up. And so that would be the second thing I would say is, you know, give yourself permission to prioritize yourself and say yes to you instead of yes to other things.
2: And if people want to say you're selfish, then you're just selfish. But again, if you don't take care of you, they're not going to take care of you.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Hey, I love the uh, you're the CEO of your own life and everything like that. Uh, It's pretty good. See, I would have said I'm the captain of my own Super Bowl team. All right. I'm the captain of my own World Series team. And again, the same thing it goes. You've got to surround yourself with a bunch of people that have your interests to better you as much as you're going to help better them. It's a team effort. Everybody's going to help better each other. And they're going to help each other, provide whatever they can. And um, I mean, they may, it's a seasonal thing. Someone may be there for 20 years. Someone will be there for 20 minutes. That's exactly and, right. And they're in and out uh, just like a ball team, just like a CEO. You're being fired because I'm getting somebody else that's going to do the right thing and, and uh, be productive. Uh, again, sports, same way. I'm trading you because I get somebody else that's going to be better productive. And so it's yeah. in your life as well. People are going to come and go and, Even the people that are wrong for you in your life, you've learned from them and what experience and then what to uh, not accept.
0: That's exactly right. And that was one of even though this situation that I'm talking about three years in a role that wasn't a fit where I was, I felt like I had to compromise to show commitment um, was my biggest teacher. So I'm very thankful for the experience at the end of the day. And I also want to comment back on on that. Like I, I do focus a chapter on building your dream team. I think that part of my healing journey, and part of my rise, uh, and, and how and why I can help others now is because I surrounded myself by people who could help lift me up, and then I could lift them up too.
2: Now, the original dream team I go back to, it was um, Michael Jordan and all of them going yes. to the, the, being the first pros to play in the Olympics, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, usually before then it was all amateurs and they started going, wait a minute, all these other countries are playing with prof- professional athletes. So they put their big dream team in, they're beating everybody by 60 points, you know, so yeah, so uh, yeah, get your own dream team, that way all of us can be winners.
0: Yes, I love that.
2: That gave me the goosebumps too. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, well, you're doing awesome. I'm glad. Now, let's just go to uh, when you're uh, kissing the uh, the porcelain throne of lack Low of self, self worth, and everything. How long did how long did it take you to feel when you started putting yourself first that uh, you were gaining this self confidence and everything back?
0: I I, I felt an immediate burst when I gave myself permission to be the CEO or captain of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But the whole, I feel like that whole, my whole resurrection, so to speak, took like two years for me to really own it again.
2: Okay. I'm hearing my dog and cat in the background. (laughs) I got a service dog Ricardo and here the cat, and I'm going. Oh, okay, great. So uh, they want to come in on the interview today. So. That's fine. We welcome yeah, everybody. Yeah. Oh, they're awesome. Uh, the cat is awesome, but the uh, service dog Ricardo, boy, he's a blessing that came to me. That's another time, another story. So, uh, hi but,
1: Ricardo.
2: Um, Ricardo, yes. Um, all right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, an immediate um, recognizing what you're doing and changing your life and changing everything and become the captain of everything and the CEO of your life, taking more control of your life.
0: Okay. Yes. Basically
2: it's what you're doing. And then you're noticing this self-worth is building, growing and it's going to, it's going to be a work in progress. Most Yeah. Of it's life. like
0: building a muscle or like working out, you know, like if I want to, if I want to have big buff muscles, I got to every day pick up dumbbells and that's, it's like the dumbbells of self-worth, you know, I have to, and that's why I say I had to be okay with choosing myself. And if that meant someone didn't like me, well, it sucks. But that's the, the choice I had to make. And the more I chose myself, um, the more time and space that I had. And the more time and space that I had, um, I calmed down. My stress came down. And when my stress came down, I was able to reconnect with my husband, I was able to reconnect with the kids, like the the things that were most important to me. And as those relationships got deeper, you talk about self worth, my self worth began to increase, right? My self confidence began to increase because I could realize that my choices were starting to serve me, my choices were starting to help me. And that again, I had a lot more power in this whole thing called life than I thought I had. I f- at one point felt very disempowered and, and, and helpless. Um, mm-hmm. And turning that around and realizing that I am powerful, I can make choices that support me um, was really empowering. And, and now fast forward five years, um, light years where I was, after yeah. building the, that muscle, right? And now I'm like, I want to scream from the rooftop. Like, hey, you can help yourself.
2: <laughs> just, uh, just don't jump off a rooftop now. Don't
0: yeah, jump. No, 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 don't, don't get
2: that. don't I have, don't that have any games. So I can't to, fly,
0: but yeah, I want don't, to.
2: Don't, uh, yeah, don't get so much <laughs> energized and you go, yes, I can beat that. And don't do that now. So and now, <laughs> now you brought up about, uh, you know, rekindling with the husband and uh, the kids that are, Coming back, realizing mom is really mom now and not a fictitious. All right. So yeah. um how long once you are discovering yourself, reinventing yourself, how long did it take for them to come back? I mean, because I'm sure part of it it wasn't just mom is back, it's they you're you're having to build their trust back again. Yes, for mom to, or for it wife. Did,
0: it took I would say the whole process really took two years and that was getting myself back on track, working in the relationships. I mean, there was an immediate for anybody who's listening. There was an immediate jump forward in everything in my life. Once I took my power back, but to your point, um, to really build the trust, you need patterns. You need, they need to be able to approach multiple times Mm -hmm. and have positive reinforcement. So that took, you know, a little bit, but I would say, That was 2016, end of 2016. I would say probably by mid-2018, year and a half, that everything was really moving in a positive direction.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. That's great. So I'm so proud of you that you uh, found yourself and you woke up because, um, believe it or not, there's people that don't wake up until it's way too late in life. And they're on deathbed and they're thinking there's things I wish I could have done better. Um, you know, they say you should live with no regrets. We all have regrets. Yes. Okay. We're going to all have that. I mean, it's a saying, it's, but it's, it's not a um, uh, real life or whatever you want to call it. I mean, factual thing, because we're all going to have that. Uh, you know, in my time of death, I'm going to say, well, I wish I wouldn't have ate so many banana splits you know, I already know that. So, um, <laughs> all right, you know,
0: but you faced a whole lot of adversity and you're here and helping people. And that's, you know, I think things that we didn't get into, which is fine, but I've also lost both of my parents to complications with drug addiction. And, oh, okay. um, so in that, I lost my father during that period too. So I was dealing with a huge amount of grief Oh yeah, and, um, but to, to your point, I mean, adversity happens. And I love the theme of your podcast, Perseverance, because it's like when adversity faces, what are you going to do with it? You know, how are you going to rise? How are you going to move on? And um, I, I'm a big fan of turning your pain to purpose because we all have pain and we can choose to stay stuck in it or we can choose to rise through it. And do what you're doing, helping others, do what I'm trying to do too, helping others. You're
2: doing great. You're doing awesome. You're helping people from, I mean, what we're talking here, getting, you know, your book out and everything and, you know, whatever, who you can speak to coach whatever you're doing. Uh, I'll definitely. Again, there's plenty of people out there are running the rat race just like you were. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. And
2: and they need, and they're looking a way out because they have no idea right now. And so they're looking, people are looking. So. So I appreciate that you have found yourself and found your voice and found your power empowerment again. And I'm so uh, proud that you uh, have done all that. And so, but yep, as you were saying, I tell people, I know people tell me to shut up one day and I will, but until then, until I tell people that, you know, sometimes like I said, we're all going to go through something and when we're done with it, we're going to go through something again later on. Okay. That's the way life works. It's not going to be a perfect life. So I tell people that, um, Becca, I tell people, sometimes we got to walk through the fertilizer to smell the roses. (laughs)
0: That is right. I love that saying.
2: (laughs) And, and again, instead of wallowing around in our self-pity of mud like a pig, we can clean ourselves up and, um, yeah, go out and do the best and live the best life that we can possible. Again, it's not going to be perfect, but it's probably going to be better than if we were to sit and why me, why woe is me, you know, and, and just uh, stay in the negative aspect.
0: Absolutely.
2: So, all right, Becca, hey, I appreciate you being on here. You're, you're an amazing woman. Thank uh, you. If, I'm sure you hear that every day from your husband. If not, you go tell him he needs to be saying it. every day <laughs> does an a good job. <laughs> there you go. And so um, I'm glad the kids have got mom back and uh, that you. they're there. And again, i am just, Really thrilled that you found yourself and found part of your purpose in life is helping other people. That's amazing. All right, Becca Powers, okay? And if you can go ahead and um, tell people your website, your social media, how they can get a hold of you, and we'll go from there.
0: Yep. So website is beccapowers.com. If you go to forward slash podcast freebies, I have an article of how to create change when you feel stuck which goes along with our theme. And there's also a little self-assessment there. If you want to kind of rate to see if you are feeling stuck and where you might be in, in life, you can go ahead and take the self-assessment too. And as far as how to follow me, I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at Becca Powers 1313.
2: All right. Oh, the good numbers, 1313.
0: I was born on the 13th, so how oh, really to embrace explosive. it.
2: I've actually a baseball coach of mine, and he was born on the thirteenth, and it was Friday the thirteenth that he was born on. Nice. He's not he's not afraid of Friday the thirteenth. Same. (laughs) There you go. And so from there, now uh, what uh, what number thirteen thirteen was in the show? I don't. know. I'm I'm dating myself. I'm a little older than you.
0: Thirteen thirteen. I don't know.
2: If uh, you ever watched the monsters. Herman and all oh,
0: Yes. they lived
2: on thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane. Oh so, man,
0: it's been a while, so, but I, lo- now, I used to love watching them. There you mm-hmm. go, give you
2: a little, uh little, uh fun trivia. Now you can go say thirteen. I've heard some
0: 13. of your your TV trivia in other episodes. <laughs> I love yeah, it.
2: Yeah, little little goofy fun facts that uh, come off the top of my head. All right, Becca, I appreciate it. you're an amazing uh, person. Again, thank you for helping other people, yeah. and we know that uh, there's people hurting out there, struggling. And if you can leave us with a powerful message to help them get through today, you're going to be a blessing.
0: Yes. So my message for you today is you can create change from where you are today. You don't have to wait to be somewhere else. You don't have to wait for tomorrow. Change can start today. And my other message on top of that is you are worth it. You are worth, you know, your health, you are worth your happiness And so if you've ever doubted yourself, just know that if I can rise and James can rise, and there's a whole tribe of people that can do it, if we can do it, you can do it too.
2: Amen, sister. I want to do a show one day. Uh, I haven't got everything all figured out. But, uh, you know, when you talk about how much we are worth, you know, our self-worth and everything, you know, these lawyers, they got money for every little body part, you know, your pinky worth so much money. Your thumb is worth more money than your pinky. You know, of course, your leg and spinal cord, head injury. I want to. I want to get a list from a lawyer and then add up how much we're really worth and it's go from there.
0: Funny that you say that because I wrote about that in the book when oh, okay. I was restoring myself. I must
2: be psycho. I mean, psychic.
0: <laughs> when I was uh, healing myself, worth I was driving because I was in outside sales, and I remember thinking, I'm like, wow. You know because I really I put myself in debt in that role. Like, there was just lots of things that happened too. Mm-hmm. Not only my self worth, but my net worth went in the toilet too. Mm-hmm. So, I had remember thinking, I'm like, well, how much is a human life worth anyway? You know, and I was like, if I was able, if I was willing to put a money on me, like, what would it be? And I'm like, I'd probably be 200, 300,000 dead or something like that. And then I started researching, and a human life is worth anywhere—a regular human, not even a famous one, like a regular person—is worth three million to eight million dollars. And then yet, as you can see from a self-worth perspective, I've rated myself at three hundred thousand. And so there's this, you know, discrepancy even between legally or you know, insurance-wise, what we're worth and what we think we're worth. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that there was a correlation between self worth and net worth, and when I did raise my self worth, my net worth also grew.
2: Give you a little so. hint that, um, yeah, well, according to what the lawyers say, we're we're worth quite a bit, okay, by different body parts and everything added up. Uh, I don't know again total. I want to get that, uh, but uh, again, I used to teach science, and one uh, video I would show to kids while I was uh, grading papers and stuff. And one of them talked about how much the uh, human body is worth. And it talked about in your elements and molecules and stuff like that and what makes up our bodies, you know, and everything. And it said if we took out everything, we'd come out to like nine dollars and something in elements and, and the <laughs> what makes us up. So not what lawyers portray, you know, different body parts are worth a certain amount of money. But they said with the elements that uh, make us up.
0: That's it wouldn't funny. even out
2: to about nine bucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Becca, hey, appreciate that. I've had a good time yeah. with you. You're an amazing yeah, great. I love your laugh and love your smile. And thank I'm you. glad that I'm experiencing your smile, not years ago when you were miserable. So I'm glad <laughs> of that. Again, I'm, I'm just so thrilled you're helping other people.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, James. It was a great interview.
2: All right, thank you. And I'll, I'll have to send a check in the mail since you said that now, you know, <laughs> people think I'm buying you these compliments. So I have to go send a check and a mail to you. But, <laughs> hey, everybody else, Hey, you want to have a good laugh and everything and learn something about your self-worth, please go back and read, listen to Buck of Powers and pass it on. You know, let someone else hear what the, I mean, we're all going through something again, let them learn that their self-worth mm-hmm. is worth more than what they're thinking at the time. Okay. And be sure to share it out. Everybody else. Thank you. I'm Dr. Mm-hmm. James Perdue, the professor of perseverance. Thank you for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. Hey, do something today, tomorrow, something next week. It's going to help you persevere past your paralysis.
1: Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.